So just always to start with, can you just introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Jess Zeidman. I'm the writer and one of the producers on Tahara, which is a queer Jewish movie that is out in theaters as of June 2022 via film movement. Uh, thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Very glad to have you. I I found out about the movie the day that it came out, to be politically correct about it. Uh, you know, I read an article on a website that we've both written for that was you were where you were talking about this movie. And I yes. uh, was like, excuse me, why did no one tell me about this movie? Uh, <laughs> And immediately emailed the company to ask if there were still screeners available because um, it is not playing near me yet, but I hope that it will be soon. And I mean, just like to start with the soft stuff, how, how's it, how does it, this movie has been screening in festivals and stuff through the pandemic in particular, like yes. how's, it, how's it feel just being on the other end of that and, and having it playing in some theaters? Well, they can't see my face, but I'm shaking my head in every direction possible. I'm like on a swivel right now. Um, no, it feels great. I'm so happy that people are seeing it. It's almost like having a secret like lover and being like, oh, I have this like really complicated, but like really rewarding relationship. And I can't really tell you, well, I can tell you about it, but like I can't introduce you to them. And it's going to be like, a whole thing. It sounds like I have a made up camp boyfriend sometimes where I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> he goes to a different school and like, it's fine. Um, but like, uh, I've definitely been on both ends of those stories. I know. And I've always been the one making it up. I had so many boyfriends, girlfriends and people uh, that I don't know if they exist and that's okay. Um, but, uh, essentially, um, no, uh, to give some context, we premiered at in person at Slamdance in 2020, uh, which was in, you know, the end of January, uh, the coronavirus, but a news item that we were like, huh, interesting. It's funny because during the festival, people were like, oh, I have a really bad cold. And like later we were like, oh, my gosh, they had COVID. That's awesome. <laughs> um, thankfully, they're OK. But it is such a thing that. You know, I thought 2020 was going to be this roller coaster of a year in one way. And man, I was on a different ride. Like, I have no idea where I was because essentially we were supposed to go to Frameline in San Francisco, which was exciting. I was like, my sister lives in San Francisco. I was like, I'm going to stay with my sister. Like, the festival journey begins, you know, like after Slam Dance. Um, and then it was like, no, no one's going anywhere. The switch to virtual fests was extremely, I'm so grateful for programmers and festivals all over for supporting us. But it also means that like, it almost, again, like it doesn't feel real, not because not because people weren't watching and responding to the film, but like there's only so many Instagram stories you can post before losing your mind. Like it's so hard when you can't talk to people in person about like a movie, which is like what I've done my entire life as someone who loves to go to the movies and loves to talk. And so, it's been really nice in the, this last, it's only been a week at this point, but it's been really nice like going, we did a few Q and A's at the quad cinema and talking to people who, you know, just stumbled upon the film being like, that was great. And then being like, I, me being like, I can't believe you saw this movie. Cause it's like lived on my laptop for so long. And it's like, it's really been a Vimeo link in its conception for too long. But I'm so grateful that we're coming out now. I mean, with the ups and downs of it all, 
I'm happy people can see it more safely. I'm happy there are vaccines and masks and things that people can do and good recourses for testing. Because I think the idea of it coming out any sooner in 2020 or 2021 would have just given me so much stress. And I'm already such an anxious person. So this really worked out like it felt kind of kismet con- cosmic, the whole thing where it's like, this is how it is going to go. And I've also, as a person, grown up a lot because I was, uh, you know, I was 19 when I wrote the movie or the first draft of the movie. I was 22 when we made it and 23 when it came out at Slamdance. And now I'm 25, still young, fresh and ready, but uh, literally, uh, not 22, which rocks so hard um, to any 22 year olds listening. It gets better, I promise you. Uh, but I think there's such a thing, like I was even talking to my partner about this yesterday, where like, I feel like in 2020, I was like, the movie's gonna come out and then I'm gonna be like, everybody, yeah, 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 let's do it. And now I feel like I'm so happy to celebrate this film and work in a more sustainable way with other people for future projects and like talk about this film from a place of like, I was very naive. I was very both overestimating and underestimating at every moment. So yeah, that's how it feels. Very complicated, but ultimately kind of positive, which, you know, we love. Yeah. I'm complicated is perfectly valid and makes all the sense to me, but I, yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds like a lot of blessings in the delay that there was, even if it was obviously for terrible reasons, um, mm-hmm. a lot of value that was able to be built over that time. Where did the movie come from? I mean, both like first in terms of the idea and how it came about that side of it. And then also, you know, the people that then became involved making and being in the movie, how, how did Tara come, come to be? Absolutely. Great question. Uh, so again, where do you, what is it? I wrote the movie when I was a student at Northwestern, an undergraduate student. I studied film and I took a class called Writing the Micro Budget Feature with Stephen Cohn, who's a great queer filmmaker and a mentor of mine. And essentially, I really wanted to uh, make some American Jewish media. <laughs> And I really wanted to tell a story about Hebrew school because I feel like the only thing that I've really seen about Hebrew school is like the bat mitzvah, you know? Right. And, this is a very different thing. Right. Totally different. And like also just not picking up on how, uh, in at least in my experience, going to like, you know, secular public school and then after school going to Hebrew school at Temple Beth El, where we actually filmed Tara, is like, uh, Hebrew school is so boring and it was so like fraught with like ridiculous energy of like people being you know adolescents and at some point pre-adolescents and just like I wanted to put it all out there I was 19 I was turning 20 in a few weeks and I when I started the class and I was like I uh I loved being a teenager. Uh, I have two older sisters. I'm such a youngest child. And it's like the thing of being like, oh, I idolize teens and I can't conceptualize my life past that. And so I kind of also, I feel like this was very trendy at the time. Shout out if you remember, but it's like, I feel like there was such a whole thing with teen, teen 
focused media and people being like, the people who are making this are way too old. And so I was like, I'm going to do it now, you know, like, so such a 19 year old being like, I'm not 15, I'm 19. So I actually know. And, uh, so that's how it started. I wrote the script that would have been in this fall of 2016, the first draft of it. And I worked on it throughout college. Uh, fun fact, I actually um, almost lost the script forever because someone I was hooking up with spilled a bottle of water on my laptop. And I essentially had to go to the Apple store and I, I found it and had to like convert it from a text document. And then I like, I saved it because it mattered to me and I'm so glad I did. Then I took another class at the end of college called write, uh, editing the feature length script. That was with Thomas Bradshaw, who's an amazing playwright. And we did a table read and it went so well. I was like, Oh my gosh, everybody's vibing with the script. Well, we didn't, we didn't say vibing back then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can but we didn't know the word. No, um, but basically everyone really got on board, except for one guy who was like, this is a play. And I was like, it's a movie. <laughs> and we kind of got into it. But next to me, literally to my to my side, was uh, Dasha Gorin, who's one of the producers on the project. And Dasha was very much, again, like me, a senior at Northwestern, like hyper uh, careerist, hyper ready to do stuff. And it's like, she was like, we should make this movie happen. Let's make this happen. And I had worked on Princess Sid the summer before with Madison Ginsburg, who was also a good friend of mine. And she was like my person who I talked to about like, what is my future going to be like? I was like, okay, Madison, tell me what's up. <laughs> um, and she read the script and she was like, okay, let's make this. If we can figure it out, like logistically, we should make it. So I remember I was very into playwriting. Um, and I was thinking about going to grad school. So I talked to my parents about what I was going to do with my life. Cause I, my only plan was that I was going to move into my sister's room and try stand up comedy in New York and then eventually apply to grad school and then figure it out from there. Wow. Obviously awesome. <laughs> and um, basically my parents were like, well, what if instead of going to grad school, you made this movie that you're so excited about? And I was like, okay. So they very generously like gave me that money. Now I can't go to grad school, but I did make a movie and uh, it's awesome. I, I'm so happy that the money went to paying my friends to be such amazing creative collaborators and like meeting so many great people. But um, it was definitely like a weird choice. Uh, and I'm definitely in an extremely privileged place to be even able to make it. And so Basically from there, again, obsessed with playwriting. I was like, I'm not gonna direct the, I'm not gonna direct the play. I was like, I'm not gonna direct the movie. Someone else is going to direct the movie uh, because that's like what you do. And so Olivia Peace, who's the director of Tara, was a few years older than me at Northwestern and I'd seen their film. Uh, they made a, many films, but they made these really cool hybrid films with animation and live action and like a flavor of documentary that I was really interested in. And I also worked on another friend's senior thesis film and someone on set spent every day talking about how fun Olivia was to work with. <laughs> and so I remembered that. And so I reached out on, say it with me folks, Facebook messenger. And I um, messaged Olivia and was like, Hey, I wrote this script. I think I'm going to be able to finance it. And so I want to see if you'd be interested in directing it. 
Um, could I have your email so I can send it to you? And they were like, yeah, of course. And then I copied and pasted completely incorrectly. I mean, it's amazing to have a college degree and not be able to do anything. So I just like, didn't know what to do. I just like, whatever. And so I didn't, never heard back. So we reached out to other people after that because we were like, okay, it's a pass from Olivia. Like, let's see. And we talked to a bunch of people and they were all great, but it was like, no one was really gelling. Everybody was like, had like slightly different, like I just wasn't aligning with people. And it was like hard to say, like, I'm going to invest so much of my emotional energy and so much time and literal money into this and not really be like totally on the same page. So Basically, Dasha was like, you know, we never heard back from Olivia. So let me just reach out again and make sure to know. And then we'll like figure it out. And so Dasha, so much better at emailing, got the script to Olivia, who read it and then called me with the intention of telling me that, no, I was supposed to direct this, not them. And I was like, actually, it seems like you have a perfect plan for how to direct this movie. So you should do it. So I can be very persuasive in that way. And basically, you know, Olivia had so many amazing ideas that at first I was like, I won't lie as a writer, if people are like listening to this, I totally understand the feeling of being like kind of anxious when someone's like, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do that. But I had such a sense that this would make the movie so much more exciting, which was like, let's make those surreal moments of longing into animations. Let's play with aspect ratio to make a commentary on both like how it feels to be alone, but also to like kind of hint at social media without being like social media movie, social media movie. <laughs> and also just like, uh, you know, something that Olivia suggested. I never, I, I'm a big believer in writing character descriptions, but I never like cast with anyone that looks a certain way in my mind. Cause I just think that's, that takes so much of the fun out of it. But essentially Olivia was like, I know that Carrie is a black teenager. And I was like, okay, Carrie's a black teenager. Let's make that happen. And that was really exciting. I remember talking to my dad about that. Um, and he was like, that's going to be so amazing because he grew up in Cherry Hill and actually had lots of uh, Jews of color in his congregation. And was like, you know, you just never see that in like Jewish media. So I think he was just like, I think that's really awesome. And I was like, thanks, dad. OK, let's let's get to it. Um, and so then, yeah, how do we get the cast is kind of rounding it out is essentially like. Uh, we worked with an amazing casting director, another Northwestern friend. At this point, it was a very Northwestern project. Uh, but Noah Isabella, who's amazing, uh, she was working in casting in New York and convinced her, like her big boss, to let us like use the office and all the resources. <laughs> and Noah was really cool because Noah is like one of those, like her dad's an artist. She's like such a funky person. She has an amazing sense of style. This is me just like putting on for Noah, but it's like she really like cast the widest, most interesting net of people. And that's how we got kind of like the flavor of the movie that you see is like, it's both like, not that these people don't exist in real life, but it's also like a little bit future thinking and being like, let's think about a congregation that is diverse and has lots of different types of people and types of like practicing Jews and teens and all that kind of stuff within it because that's just going to be dynamic and as like a writer and just creative person like extremely fun to play with all these different personality types so shout out to Noah there and she knew Rachel because Rachel was her intern back when Rachel went to NYU which was crazy and then Maddie was just Madeline was just someone who 
was like around in the New York City acting scene, had done some stuff on a few TV shows, but like hadn't really done anything big. And yeah, it just really worked. It was just two people who we saw them both, you know, same day callbacks. And it was really like, uh, it was just a good combo and it really worked out for us. Yeah. The moral of the story I'm hearing is keep good friends that are good at email. Yes. That's a great <laughs> moral. Yeah. And yeah, also, yeah, yeah. And also just like read, read your messages, whether they be text or Facebook, try to read the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facebook messages. They mean, you know, still comes in handy now and then. Absolutely. I particularly appreciate the like forward think thinking piece you said about like we want to cast for the world we want it like the the synagogue we want to see not the synagogue that we do see because like look I I grew up in you know reformed Jewish spaces lived out all of my days in all of the things that that teens do uh I'm literally I'm a professional in a synagogue and run an entire nifty region right now like like it's it's my life I get it entirely and we we still don't even see that <laughs> like no absolutely our, in our spaces or in our portrayals and so that for me was like one of the things I instantly latched onto in seeing the movie was that like you are clearly creating a space as you wish it would be not as and as it should be and can be as opposed to just stifling ourselves in the spaces that we're used to seeing um and that we still do in every other movie basically absolutely i also think it's an important access point you know olivia is not jewish but grew up um going to high school in west bloomfield which does have a large jewish community especially jews of color over there so i think it's a thing where we were both so interested in being like how can we get people to watch this movie from many different backgrounds because i think sometimes though i love i love a insular jewish meme you know more than the next person it's one of those yeah. things where it's like i i want to share this stuff because i want it to be something that we as a larger culture can talk about especially in cinema and especially just you know in art in general so that was another big part of it yeah well and i i i was thinking about this particularly and you've touched on it but you know I found the movie through that Alma article you wrote which I linked in the review and I'll link it in in this interview too because it's I think a, a a really valuable like understanding of where where you're coming from in having made this movie that is a really like specific audience that that website right. has like you know people our age who are Jews right but did you have the intention of a particular audience all along? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I think my audience, if I was going to get super specific, is like teens like me who are like watching weird movies on their laptops instead of doing anything else. <laughs> um, that was like me, my whole thing. It's like I have vivid memories of watching tiny furniture on my laptop and then making my parents go see it in a theater and then being like what is this <laughs> um but i love that movie and i it's like stuff like that i think i wanted to make that's who it's for but not even just teens just people who are like down to watch kind of a funky small movie 
and like think about it. Um, but I definitely want Jewish people to watch it because I love Jewish people and I want queer people to watch it because I love queer people. And yeah, I think uh, it's so funny with audiences because it's like you can totally hone in on stuff. And I think the teens are finding it. I mean, that's the hope. We play at a few like younger, uh, like younger geared festivals. You know, we played um, the Nifty of the film world, which is like the national film youth whatever. Sorry, Nifty. I'm really bad with acronyms, but they're awesome. And we played uh, TIFF Next Wave, which is the Toronto International Film Festival's like teen summit festival thing. And that was really cool. And it's amazing. It's also just for, yeah, it's also for young, younger filmmakers or just honestly people who want to make really indie movies because we made this in such a like DIY way. So yeah, I would say those are like the specific audiences, but I'm down for anyone to watch this movie. I'm down for my Bubby's best friend to watch this movie and then call my Bubby and say, I found the wildest movie. And then my Bubby have to say like, that's my, that's my granddaughter. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm always just really curious about filmmakers like intense and then where it went from there. <laughs> Cause it's totally, uh, oh, like totally. with any, with any art that you're releasing into the world, your intention matter like I think it matters a lot of a lot of creatives think it doesn't and but I think it matters because you started with one right um but then it's no longer yours and it's you know being taken everywhere that people that consume it take it and so I'm just always really curious in that in that journey and like for me I I wrote about this pretty extensively in my my review you know one of the things that I really like instantly latched on to um in watching the movies so i don't know how much you pay attention to this in particular of late and or even just in your own in your own living there's been a lot of attention paid to and reckoning in in some of the jewish worlds recently with a lot of different facets of sexualization and sexual harassment and etc that it's inherent in all of our institutions in america but you know specifically these institutions have been investigating this and the the participants of them especially young people have been really reflecting a lot on our upbringings and experiences and so in watching the movie all i could think about for like a good chunk of it at least was just this very clear maybe not necessarily intentional you can tell me but very clear exhibiting of just the experience of growing up in these in these jewish spaces and how they're they're very over sexualized and they're very much based in these requisite hetero heterosexuality and like we all have suffered for that for generations for decades and we're, you know, I'm really glad, like we were saying, that that we're able to, like, create a film that is forward thinking and that we're able to represent some of the, like, potential futures. But I'm curious, one, you know, where where you might have been coming from in developing that part of the movie. You know, you have the, the, the jokes in the bathroom about hooking up at the USY events, you know, and that that like to an average viewer may just be like, yep, that's the normal fun thing we do. But to me was like, yeah, that is like the damnation, right? That that's the only thing you can talk about positively in this scene, <laughs> in this entire movie about your experience in the synagogue. Like, so I'm curious where, where you were coming from in, in those pieces of it. And I'm curious 
you know, was it, was it an intentional piece of it or was it really more just because that's, <laughs> that's what came out from the experience? No, it was absolutely intentional. Uh, you're one of the very few people who picked up on that. So congrats to you. I think it's, I'm, I'm really flattered that you resonated with that part. It's funny to hone in on that USY line. Uh, Olivia, Maddie, and Rachel didn't understand that. So I sort of directed that tiny piece where I was like, oh, I have to give you so much context that like, right. if you were this Jewish teenager in real life, you would totally understand. Because I wasn't part of like USY or Nifty Nell because I was like a theater kid. So I was just too busy, you know, being in Big the Musical. But I was so wrapped up in it from my Hebrew school friends and like from all the drama because it was like, it was a constant thing, you know, and it's also the thing when like someone's hooking up with someone's cousin and then everybody's talking about them getting married and it's like, okay, but we're 14, like stuff right. like that. And the that. adults are often encouraging this. Everyone's or, encouraging no. Everyone's encouraging it. No, Every, I can, yeah. everyone is encouraging it. It's like a huge, huge, huge piece of it. Well, like I didn't go to the big, again, theater kids, theater camp, theater, 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 but by proxy of my Jewish community, the person who hears and retains all the gossip because I'm like not at Seneca Lake to name names. So it's like yeah. a thing where it's like, I'm hearing about the Shabbat walk and the stuff and the this and the that. And I really was so interested in it because I think sometimes we like to kind of point to Christians and be like, oh, they've got such weird intimacy stuff, like all this virginity crap, you know, like whatever, what is that? But I was like, I remember being a Jewish middle school girl and everybody being like, I really want to like, I really want to do this thing so I can meet my boyfriend and then we can like be together forever and like do this. And I was like, I don't even know if I want a boyfriend. And I also like, don't know why it has to be like this. Like, and all the adults are obsessed with it. Like Hebrew school teachers talking about it and everybody checking in on like how the conference went and the this and the that. And it's like such a weird way to think about the world because I know like I remember talking to my parents about this so much you know I have two lovely amazing both Jewish parents that we you know find partners in other uh practicing Jewish people um and that is so not the case for friends of mine's parents and it was so that pressure is very real you know um and this idea of like well we want there to be more Jews because like think about it. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about it and I will make more. Don't worry. But it's like, <laughs> just like, let us, let us expand and let us find people we care about and maybe don't put us in these like weirdly mating ritual energy places that are also supposed to be like a reflection of our culture. So I totally wanted to comment on that. Um, and I'm so glad you got my little inside joke. And I also, I also really want to bring attention to like the ways that like, it's easy from a vague standpoint to think about like, oh, you know, death and sex and a religious space. And there's like some sort of, there's definitely tension there. But like specifically, if you think about like American Jewish communities, there, it's not like, it's not appropriate, but there's something about it that's like a little bit like, someone somewhere does want these Jewish kids to kiss. And that to me is like a really interesting line to pull through the film because it's like not coming from nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I live this 
every day of my whole life too. Like exactly. It's uh it's this really hard thing because we do want to create spaces, right? Where kids can be their selves, where kids can like meet other people and hook up and like, you know, learn about life. Right. But we also want to be able to nurture them in like a healthy environment. Absolutely. And what I like <laughs> the character of the Hebrew school teacher in this movie to me is like this perfect example, <laughs> example of the failure of like our you know, Jewish educational institutions to like create, to provide us with the opportunity to have like dynamic relationships with adults. <laughs> and like, obviously it's an exaggeration because it's a movie and there's many adults that I'm sure we've all had in our lives that were great and great role models, but like a lot who were actually pretty bad role models for a lot of reasons. <laughs> and she's a great example of that for me. First of all, also people listening, USY, Nifty, these are all Jewish youth groups in North America. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, for context. Not in the know. Um, I could talk about this for literally hours on end because it's it's a thing that's already on my mind all the time. And I saw the movie and went, holy crap. But um, <laughs> I think to end on on something, you know, we touched on a little bit into be maybe, maybe uh, less less dour about it. You, you talked about this movie being aspirational in some ways as well. You know, I'll put it like this and you can take it however you want. Like Please. if there was something, whether in your own personal, uh, you know, upbringing or just the upbringing generally of, of Jewish teens, of queer teens, of teens that you could just, whether it's magically change or depict through, through, you know, film that would, just make the way that we grew up as teenagers that much more what we wish it would be, you know, more allow us to be more like fully ourselves, but like in the healthy way and not in the weird, like you're here because we want to make sure you all have Jewish children kind of way. And for no other reason, like for me, <laughs> for, for me, it's like, like if, if the question is still strange for me, it's like, I would ban all of the dances specifically right. I, oh i see like, yeah, yeah. Specific, I like you. and you can take this in any way but like <laughs> i would be in the dances and for the reason because like sure dances are fun right sometimes people enjoy them i did not i hated them um because i was an awkward depressed kid but like you know it's not the thing itself it's the fact that they're these like high pressure moments where we like try and tell teenagers like you must find a boy you must find someone of the opposite gender to go to this dance with because uh otherwise you're going to be alone and sometimes that's peer pressure sometimes that's adult pressure sometimes it's self-imposed pressure but it's like an inherent part of the experience for a lot of this obviously specifically in the jewish teenage context but it's it's a thing that's like really not great for the queer reasons for the for the jewish reasons for the just being teenagers reasons and uh, i'm curious if there's things that you think about in you know again either in your own like personal or just generally from from knowing what being a teenager is like that that you or want to see be be elevated you know we can have fun at of that youth group events without it being this right hyper sexualized uh you know heteronormative stuff that it is absolutely well i i completely agree with you on the dances they caused so much problem prob so many problems and as extremely awkward uh as for all of the you know worst things happen to to put it i know it's um it's 
Very true. I think for me, something that if I could like add, go back and change things or go forward and add things, something I'm really curious about is how we can bring our friends, like how teens can bring their friends from the secular world into their Jewish spaces without it being like bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah, b'nai. Like I think something that's so hard is it's just like, I wish there were more things that were not necessarily like, it's, I want to say like open to the public, but I mean like more intentionally um, open so that people could share their Judaism more. You know, I grew up in Rochester, but I didn't grow up in uh, the more Jewish part of town. I grew up actually in the much more Catholic part of town. So I was oftentimes the only Jewish kid in my class, which meant that I had to constantly sort of like self-identify as a Jew to be like, I can't go to school. It's Rosh Hashanah. I can't go to school. It's Yom Kippur. Please don't give me pizza. It's Passover, you know? And I wish there were ways to have included my friends, my non-Jewish friends in a celebration of my Jewish culture. So I didn't feel less like, oh, I'm being a little weird or I'm a little different and more like I have this and I'm excited about it, but not having it be some like sort of like really big bat mitzvah party pressure money thing or like something. Very inundated by their culture constantly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And it's, right. It's exactly what I think about where it's just like, I wish there was something more normal. That's like, and I also, I'm not talking Hanukkah party, by the way, I'm talking like, okay, sukkah and like, it's, it's a vibe and like, just like fun stuff, not even necessarily related to like holidays or holy days. It's just more so related to just like the experience of Judaism is something that can be American, not Americanized, but like brought into the American culture in a way that would have been helpful for me to navigate as a teen. So I didn't constantly have to feel like, though I cherish my Judaism and I like feeling special because I'm an artist. It's like a thing where it's like, I wish I could have, I wish, I wish there was a way within our community to bring people in that could have looked something different. Like some, to me, that looks like selfishly, like a screening of this movie with a bunch of different teenagers of different backgrounds and that kind of thing. So that the Jewish teens can be like, that's relatable or like, Oh, I don't relate to that. And then the right. other teenagers can be like this or that, or like, I'm confused what that meant. And like, they can talk about it. And it's not like, we're all learning about what we can and can't eat on Passover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love the look at your movie, be selfish, you know, <laughs> I yeah, love no, I mean, example. Yeah. and it's, and I, yeah, no, I, I, I love the, the thought there in that, in that Alma article, you mentioned particularly that um, you had like fear around how people would perceive the movie, both from the like, because of the people involved with it, it's a lot of not Jewish folks involved with this clearly very Jewish movie. Right. And from the side of it, that's the like, um, it just doesn't necessarily reflect a lot of people's Jewish experiences or the Jewish experiences they think they had. <laughs> um, right. And I'm, and both in hearing your, the answer to your last question and just, and just generally, I'm, if you, what, if you're able to elaborate on like what that fear is um, or was, maybe you're past it, you know, having uh, <laughs> made this movie so long ago. Well, wouldn't my therapist be thrilled if I was past it? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I definitely, I definitely lives with me. I think it's more so, I always live with this fear with 
putting art out into the world, but especially this is so personal. Though, as I say in the article, not true, did not happen to me personally, uh, not based on a true story. Uh, I think there's something about how intensely, again, personal our religious upbringing, our religious experiences, and our teenage experiences are to us that I have a fear of people just sort of like rejecting out of hand this idea that like, well, this synagogue doesn't look like my synagogue, not like literally, I think a lot of these synagogues do look like this synagogue, but I think it's more so like, you know, this is, this is not, these people are not like the Ashkenazi Jews I associate with Judaism because of like everything I've been socialized to believe, not me, but like one has been socialized to believe. So I think sometimes I like worry that people will like jump to so many conclusions because I think sometimes, especially in Jewish communities, it can become a sort of thing where it's like, we're protective and we're protective for a reason. I understand that reason. Absolutely. But I think letting us have that sort of exciting opening of inclusion and diversity and just like, taking like making a weird little art movie about our experiences like that's so exciting christian people get to do that every day <laughs> and um and i think that fear sometimes just you comes can do it from, about us <laughs> right exactly sometimes <laughs> if Last not more that really hit that mark <laughs> yeah um and it really is one of those things where i feel like i I want us to have patience for each other because I'm getting to it. The fear is so real because I think we're hardest on each other. I think that is always true of groups that share things. I find that queer people can be very hard on queer art. I can find the Jewish people can be very hard on Jewish art, but I, and I understand that hardness absolutely, but I want people to be more provoked by it and inspired by it which is like if this doesn't vibe with you i would love to watch your movie and i'm not saying that like i'm being petty or weird i mean really i would love to watch your movie i like we don't have enough i want more i want to see your paintings i want to read your books i want to see your stuff like and i i think that's my hope is that instead of just like rejecting it out of hand because it's like not your experience it's like actually i think the intention there is like i want to see your experience and i want to talk about your experience i want to see what it's like and i also want people especially other jewish people to make art and see sort of how their own spirituality grows from that like i know mine has having to share my sort of jewish upbringing in such an intense way because we filmed like in my hebrew school in my synagogue like in my town of rochester was so weird because again again i didn't have a lot of jewish friends growing up in my secular like high school theater life so it was a thing where it was like um having to do this with some space as an adult was something where I was like, oh, wow, it's really, it's really huge for me to be able to speak on how I feel about this. And that's what I want other people to do too, instead of just being like, ah, I'm not gonna watch the movie. It's like, sure, whatever. But like, one, please watch the movie. I actually really would like that. And two, uh, tell, tell me how you feel, not by like mean Instagram comment, but like by literal, I want to see that art. I want to read that essay. I want to do that thing. Like I want to encourage people. To me, that's like the most Jewish thing ever. Like argue with me in a big showy way. Let's talk about it. Like yeah. I'm very into that as a person. It's a huge reason I made this movie. Cause like, I, I just like, I want to see these Jewish teens. I was a Jewish teen. Where are they at? You know? 
I do know. And I'm, I'm glad that it, I'm glad it's here. I'm glad for everyone that gets to watch it. It's here. I'm glad for you that it's finally arrived. Um, I, I adore the movie. I hope to continue sharing it just to wrap us up. Can you just once more tell us, uh, what it was we were talking about and absolutely can find it or you or whatever else you want to shout out. Please, of course. Uh, so the film is called Tahara, Tahara. It's like one of those things. You can say it either way. I'll love you nonetheless. Uh, my name is Jess Zyman. I wrote the film. I'm one of the producers on the project. Uh, you can follow the film on Instagram. That's the best way to get the most information. That's going to be at Tahara the film. You can follow me. I'm posting about it all the time. And then eventually I will escape off Instagram. And uh, if you're not a social media person, respect. I love that for you. Go to our distributor's website, filmmovement.com. You'll find us on there. That's the best way to figure out where we're screening and all our upcoming theaters. We're hopefully expanding within the next few weeks throughout the summer and um, hoping to go to a lot of JCC's colleges, everything in the fall once everything starts up again. So keep an eye out for us. And thanks so much for listening. Heck yeah. If it comes to DC, I will be there. Yes, I would love that. You should definitely come. And I will definitely come too. Heck yeah. Well, thanks for chatting it up.